Hey, sweet friends, this is Andrea, and I'm your host for Inspire on the Go. I'm excited about the chance to talk about life, ministry, and our relationship with Jesus. I can't wait to see what God has in store. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Hey, hey, everybody. Hope you're doing really well. Okay, so clearly this is casual Andrea. Um, I just finished power washing my house, or a lot of my house. I've been power washing a lot. Um, over this quarantine time, I have a lot of white on the house. And so you can see, like, there was just a lot of work that needed to be done. And so my makeup's running just a little bit. But um, I just wanted to come to you as is and just to say, hey, uh, I hope that you're doing really well. I hope that you're enjoying this study. I'm enjoying it so much. I've really enjoyed this week and really nailing down these truths about the Holy Spirit. I have my cards with me. I hope that you have your cards. And I want to thank you so much for adding to the Holy Spirit thread. That was so good. Like, I, I learned so much. I was reminded of so much. And I gleaned so much just from that thread. And so, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I actually even added some cards to my list because of the the truths that you brought out and the scriptures that you shared. And so that just represents the collaborative aspect of our study together. I'm learning so much from all of you. Um, I also want to just point out, and I don't know if you picked up on it or not, but when I recorded the last video on the roles of the Holy Spirit, uh, I was going along and doing just fine recording that video until I actually got about 10 minutes in and we were starting to talk about the roles of the Holy Spirit and out of nowhere, my throat started to tickle and to actually kind of tighten up and it wasn't scary or anything like that, but I was tempted to stop the video and to cough and to clear my throat and then to start over, but I was, I was so you know, determined, honestly, to try to push through it because we were like 10 to 12 minutes in at that point, and I really didn't want to start over. And so I grabbed a quick drink of water, and then I just, in my heart, just prayed that the Lord would just help me to finish that video. And it was so hard not to cough, honestly, um, or to um, clear my throat or to be in some way distracting to the video but the Lord gave me the ability to push through it in a way that when I went back and watched it, I don't think any of you probably had any idea that I was struggling as much as I actually was. And the reason that I share that is because that is a picture of the Holy Spirit empowering us. It's a simple picture and it's, it's, it's not dramatic or anything like that, but the, the Lord gave me the ability to finish that, not in my strength or power, but in His. And so I think that's so beautiful for us to have a visible, visual picture of the work of the Holy Spirit right here in the midst of our conversation about the Holy Spirit. And so He gives us power. He gives us strength. He gives us an ability to do the things that we cannot do in our own strength, in our own power, or our own resources. That's who he is. That resurrection power that brought Jesus out of the grave lives inside of you and me as believers in Jesus Christ. And so we never need to shrink back. We always need to press ahead in faith. Now, sometimes it's going to be hard. Like sometimes we're going to be uncomfortable in that process. Sometimes we're going to know 
our own weakness and we're going to know our inability but the lord he is empowering us in such a way that it is clear it is clear his work in and through our lives and so the true testimony is for us to look back and to say that wasn't me that was him and so that's what we're talking about as we talk about the spiritual gifts the gifts that are given for the common good. That's what we learn in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, which is a great passage to go to whenever you look at the spiritual gifts. There's three primary passages in the New Testament that talks about the spiritual gifts. Um, that's Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and Ephesians 4. What I love about all three of those particular chapters of the Bible um, is the fact that there are similar themes and similar subjects and similar topics surrounding each of those particular passages or topics that are discussed in the passages. So, like I said, let me make this clear. Let me ask the Holy Spirit to make this clear. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in Romans 12, and in Ephesians 4, we see teachings about the gifting of the spirit, these spiritual gifts that we're going to talk about today. But around those particular places in the Bible, we see common themes about unity, about love, and specifically in Ephesians, about light. And so that's why God has given us, through the Holy Spirit, spiritual gifts, so that we can love, so that we can be unified, and so that we can shine the bright light of Jesus. Uh, we talked about it I, actually so many different times, um, that God has a plan for our lives. And I, my heart is always grieved whenever I meet a woman who maybe doesn't know that truth, maybe doesn't believe that truth, maybe is unsure about that truth for her life. Maybe she believes it for somebody else, but she doesn't know that she can claim that truth for herself. Well, the very fact that we are given spiritual gifts, um, these areas where God has not only called us to lead, but he has equipped, empowered us to lead. Um, these unique areas of our walk uh, where we have a, a, a gifting, where we have an ability to step out for the good of the church and for the, you know, the, the spreading of the gospel, that, that, that's a, that that's true. That's a reality for every believer in Jesus Christ. And that's a truth that we see taught very clearly in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And so I just want you to know that if you are saved, if you are saved, that you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are indwelt with the Holy Spirit, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit, that in this walk, in this time here on this earth, that you're being taught and comforted and that the Holy Spirit is empowering you and interceding for you and, and reminding you and guiding you and bringing truth to remembrance, all of those are yes and amen. They're, those are all true for you as a believer in Jesus Christ. It is also true that you are given a spiritual gift that is to be used for the common good of the church 
and for the furtherance of the gospel. And so I just want to let that soak in. I just want to let that settle in for you. Um, because if that's a new reality, then your mind right now, you're just, it's, it's just blown, right? That God would entrust that to me. Oh yes, friend, he has entrusted that to you. And as you walk in step with the spirit, what happens is that other people see the fruit of the spirit, which we're going to talk about at the end of the week. And they're going to ask you, how can you have so much joy or so much love or so much hope or so much peace or so much self-control? And in that moment that we would be so clear to say, oh, it's not me. It is the hope that I have in Christ Jesus, my Lord. And so we need to know about the spiritual gifts. We need to be... Um, we need to be very aware of the calling on our lives to walk in obedience and faith in, in every single area, including this particular area of gifting. And so I want to talk to you just a little bit about the truths that we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And then um, we'll talk about the application in our homework together. The first thing that we see in verse 1, and this is Paul under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He's writing to the church at Corinth about spiritual gifts in, the, in this particular passage. And the first thing he says in verse 1 is that I do not want you to be ignorant about this thing. Like, I do not want you to be ignorant about gifting. And I, I love that. I love that Paul's heart was to be so clear in that he wanted the believers there to know that they had a gift. And because they had a gift, let me just say, I believe that that also conveys that they had a responsibility to use that gift and to know about that gift and to understand that gift. And so uh, we should not use ignorance or um, a, a lack of, of, um, of opportunity to understand about it as an excuse not to walk in obedience to the gifting that has been entrusted to us. Uh, the second thing that we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is that there are different gifts, but they come from the same spirit, all right? And that's important for us. That's foundational for us to understand because we know that there is one God. Uh, we know that there is one God with three persons, God the Father, Christ the Son, the Holy Spirit, who is our guide. And it is the Spirit who gives us these gifts, these giftings. Uh, and, and they can look different in our lives. And quite honestly, they will. And that's another thing. We just need to understand that our giftings will look different um, but they come from the same source. And that's going to be important in just a moment. We'll get to that. But, but here's what we need to understand. Because we want to nip in the bud any kind of competition, any kind of comparison where we think that there's good gifts and not so good gifts. No, that is not what we see in Scripture. In fact, we're going to see that there is so much unity in understanding the whole of the gifting process where we are one body with many parts. And so uh, we, we need to understand that my gifting, your gifting, your sister's gifting, your daughter's gifting, your neighbor's gifting, there's going to be unique aspects to each of those giftings. And that's because we serve a God who is so individual in his work in our lives. He's so unique. He's so specific. Ephesians 2.10, that we were created in Christ Jesus to do good works, uh, which he prepared in advance for us to do. Like God has a plan and a purpose that's written 
in his heart and in his mind for you and it's unique and it's individual and so that's that's so good I, I often will teach whenever I'm talking about the will of God right the plan of God uh, because that's something we always want to know about that there is a a will of God uh, that we can all get behind for all of our lives and that that is that we be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ we're all in that calling, right? That's his will for you. That's his will for me. Uh, that's his will for every believer in Jesus Christ, that we be, con be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And we see that in Romans eight twenty nine. Now, what about how that plays out in our lives about those good, pleasing, and perfect will or that good, pleasing, and perfect plan that we see that's talked about in Romans 12 too? Well, that's individual. That's according to his plans for you. That's according to his desires, his calling, his gifting uh, in your life and on your life and how he's going to work through your life. And so uh, there are different gifts, uh, but they all come from the same spirit. We see that in verses four, five, and six of First Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, now, the next thing that we see, and this is in verse seven of First Corinthians chapter 12, is that the gifts are given for the common good. And what that's talking about is for the common good of the gospel, the common good of the local church, uh, the common good of uh, kingdom uh, principles and purposes. And so it's not about you. It's not about me, right? It's not about uh, what we want or what we think or what we hope for in a particular situation. No, it's about the common good. It's about what's good for the body of Christ. And so that's very, very important. We'll get back to that in just a few minutes. Verse seven also reminds us that everyone, every believer has a gift. And so there's no truth to the fact if you think, well, maybe my sister has a gift, maybe my brother has a gift, maybe my husband has a gift, but I don't have a gift. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have a spiritual gift and you have a responsibility to know that gift and to um, seek to fulfill the calling that God has placed on your life. And then finally, the Spirit determines which gifts we receive. And that's in verse 11 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And so all of that gives us this foundational uh, set of beliefs about the spiritual gifts. Uh, and then we see that in 1 Corinthians 12, it moves into this analogy that teaches us about the importance of unity in the gifts, that we are one body made up of many parts, and that there's not one part that is more important than the other part, and that we shouldn't compare the parts, and we shouldn't desire parts that aren't ours, but that we should literally accept the part that we're called to play, the role that we're called to play and that we live that out in unity uh, for the sake of the gospel. And so we see that uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I think that somebody's flying over a little plane. That happens every night, I forgot about that. Now here's what I'm really excited about. When we move out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and we go into 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which you probably immediately are thinking about, the fact that that's the love chapter, remember, when the Bible was originally written, those chapter breaks were not there. It was a continuous thought process. And so coming out of Paul talking about the spiritual gifts and how we all have spiritual gifts and how we are all unified in that, 
immediately he goes into love and the importance of loving uh, in such a way that the gospel is literally radiating through our lives. Now, here's what's so important for us to understand. The theme of unity and the theme of love is also seen in Romans chapter 12. And it's also seen in Ephesians chapter 4. And what also comes into play there is the concept of light. So it's so beautiful how God works that the spiritual gifts that we are given, they're not a competition. They're not about us. Here comes another plane. So they're not a competition. They're not about us. And they are for the common good. Now, here's what I want to leave with you uh, before you get to your homework. Understanding the spiritual gifts. Remember, Paul said, I do not want you to be ignorant about this. That statement is so profound. It's almost like whenever we see something in bold print. And, and here's just my thought on that. The spiritual gifts, these provide an avenue for us to truly experience that full, free, abundant life that is ours in and through Jesus Christ. As we step out in faith and obedience by surrendering to the call of God on our lives in the area of our service to God and our service to others through the spiritual gifts, we will experience an empowerment of the Spirit that we know we're walking in step with the Spirit. Now, if that was too churchy, if that just came across like, Andrea, what does that even mean? Let me try to just rephrase that in kind of more everyday language. If you want to live a life that you never dreamed was possible, and when I say you want to live a life that was never dreamed possible, a life where you know you're walking in God's plans, where you know you're walking in His will, where you know that your heart is literally in, in just connection with His heart, that you are living the life that He has called you to live, then you need to explore and you need to surrender to the fact that as a believer in Jesus Christ, he's given you a gift and that gift is given to you um, for the purpose of helping other people. And as you help other people, you and your heart will be connected with God. And all of that is a work of the Holy Spirit. Remember the Holy Spirit, he is our helper. He is our counselor. He is our guide. And so as we live in step with him, then our lives will become a reflection of his role in our life. We will seek to help others. We will seek to comfort others. We will seek to come alongside others in a way that points them to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that's why it's vitally important for us to give up a consumer mentality when it comes to Christianity that thinks it's all about us and to step into this beautiful teaching that we do not have to live with a mindset that is focused on us, but that is focused on eternal things. That's what Jesus came to, to teach us was to have this upside down mindset where we think about others, where we put other people first, where we um, are about the Great Commission, where we're telling other people the gospel message. And we're doing that in everyday practical ways, not only in our homes, but in our churches, in our workplaces, in the 
grocery store at Kroger, um, you name it. Every single area of our life offers an opportunity for us to demonstrate the spiritual gift that has been entrusted, entrusted to us, whether that is teaching, hospitality, service, um, you, you, just, you just name it. Any of the gifts helps. I mean, we all have an opportunity to step out and to lead as the Spirit guides us. So in your homework, you'll see a breakdown of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and then you will also see a spiritual gifts assessment uh, where you can take a quick test that will identify your dominant gifts and then give you some helpful tips uh, in regards to implementing those in your local church and in your life. And so um, in, enjoy that. Um, take advantage of that. I will see you soon. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.